0: What up, it's your boy Stefan with the Master 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 of Me me. podcast. Podcast. Master of Me? What do you mean, Master? How do you become Master of anything? You tell me. You focus all of your energy on one thing. One thing, man. This is Stefan with the Master of Me podcast, and sitting with me, I have Elias with Shooting for Glory. Elias, tell him who you are and what you do.
1: Hi, I'm Elias Frangoulis, and basically I'm a professional competitive shooter, and I teach and shoot full-time.
0: Boom, there you have it, shooting competitively on the professional level, running your business shooting for glory what does it feel like to do what you love and make money at the same time
1: it's awesome um firstly i'm extremely blessed and i gotta give all the praise to the lord for blessing me right um because there's a lot of circumstances that i could not have gotten through by myself right so when i teach people um you know i'm not a one of those people that is um how they term that, a Bible thumper or whatever, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. come and I need to convict, mm-hmm. convict people mm-hmm. and all that. But I will approach it very gently as the Lord helped me with this and praying before I shoot calms me. Mm. And you may try that and that might help you. And these are the reasons that I believe the Lord has blessed me in certain aspects. Mm. But um, to get back to your question kind of... It's very rewarding to teach someone, to see that light bulb go on. Um, You know, a lot of these people, shooting is not a cheap sport, so a lot of these people um, have put a lot of money into it, they put a lot of time into it, and a lot of those people like me don't have a lot of money to put into it, and still they're sacrificing. So to be able to give them a lot of tips or tricks or tweak something that they're doing and they shoot 10 20 30 percent better instantly Mm. and then they apply the concepts and shoot a lot better over the long run it's very rewarding to see these people um i taught a class a couple weeks ago in phoenix and there's a gentleman down here who took the class and he came up to me before the match and was just saying like oh man i'm so excited to shoot this match again and I've been doing the stuff uh, that you taught and applying it, and it's working out pretty well. I said, awesome, you know, good luck. And then came and saw me again after the match and was, F- for this scoring, if you shoot zero points down, it means okay. you shot perfectly. Okay. And he said, oh, this is the most times I've shot zero points down ever in my life. Wow. And he's been shooting for years. And, you know, you could see the excitement in his eyes, and it was getting me excited too, like, All right, something I taught him clicked and made a difference and helped him. And, you know, not only... Here's the thing is, people try and separate sports from real life.
0: Right.
1: When you compete in sport, that is your life to an extent. You know, whether it's basketball or baseball, you're looking forward to that next baseball game. If you do well, you're happy that night. If you don't do well, you're, you're pissed off. Right. So they bleed into each other and I could tell just a happier air around him from that. So that was cool.
0: Wow, that's that's super huge and like you said, rewarding on, on being able to um, use what you know, give it to another person mm-hmm. and then them, you know, do better than they they did before based off of something that you were able to to teach. That that's super good. There's a lot of points there that that I actually want to go back to. On the other hand, um, since I'm I'm not the most familiar with the sport, um, so you you shoot is it pistols professionally? Yes. Um, okay, so you're shooting profi- How does the uh, the point breakdown work, or how is it that you know? Because what I what I envision right now is is you. <laughs> Um, standing in front of targets. You know, I've been to a gun range, you mm-hmm. know, so I've shot, you know, that, so I get the concept there, but, um, you know, to do it professionally, um, it, brings up another image for me and that's like uh you know a shotgun and a duck and a you know a ski out yeah. there and you know so I'm thinking of that but um you know for it to be an expensive sport and and there to be you know I'm looking at your shirt and it just look so sponsored up and and cool you know there's there's so much behind there it seems like you know how how do you um you know how do you get judged how do you um you know what what's the criteria um what is it that, that's making it a competitive thing sure
1: um well, there's multiple divisions. So just in simple terms, shooting relates a lot to cars. Mm-hmm. So there's different divisions you can race different cars in. Mm-hmm. So stock or Formula One or NASCAR, they're all cars. Right. Um, so same with, with guns. There's different disciplines. So there's like bullseye where you'll just be, I mean, to be very generic, standing in one position and just shooting. Um, there's shotgun where you're shooting it different moving targets. Mm -hmm. And then even in that, you can have sporting clays, uh, ski, trap, which are all different types of shotgun. But Mm -hmm. essentially, you're standing in one position and shooting moving targets. Um, For what I do is IPSC and IDPA and USPSA. Um, Essentially, what those acronyms are is uh, United States or International Practical Shooting and International Defensive Practical Mm -hmm. Shooting. So, there's a lot more movement on my part. There's a lot more movement on the part of the targets. Okay. Um, So, it's more interactive. So, I have to go through basically many obstacle courses. Mm. Uh, You have to do so safely. There's a lot of safety rules because, Mm. you know, with firearms, we don't want any issues. Fast pace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's extremely fast and they score your time. Okay. And your targets you have to shoot accurately on okay. on targets. So how they end up doing it is how many points you shoot per second. Okay. Is is a number that
0: comes out and then You they, you get judged based off that. Yeah. Okay. So um with that, so what is your favorite um what's your favorite what well, your pistol? Do you call it a pistol, do you call it a gun? What is what is it? how do you what's the terminology?
1: Yeah, any of those things. Hand, <laughs> hand cannon
0: blaster <laughs> what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite strap your favorite hand cannon your...
1: my favorite that I have is one that my friend Eddie at EMG customs okay. up in Phoenix built me uh, it's a Springfield frame 40 caliber uh, 1911 okay and that's the one that I won the world championship with last year and it's it's awesome that gun
0: is so smooth. Wow. Yeah, it's it's incredible. <laughs> so, um, with with that, you know, what I've also seen online is is people get pretty custom with the bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're, uh, and and I had a side conversation with you earlier, and one of those things that you mentioned were pretty intriguing to me is is you know how much powders in the bullet. So yes. you know, it seems like it's pretty intricate on 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 every factor that's going on during that competition.
1: Absolutely. Um, Just like race cars, they tune gasoline or how Mm. the pistons fire Mm. um, to the driver. Same with ammunition and the gun to me. Right. Um, So uh, I work with Hodgdon Powder Company, which is the biggest powder company, and um, Double Tap Ammunition, which is an awesome ammunition company. And basically we've created, and Black Bullet International Bullets, and we've basically created a load for me that I feel gives me an advantage shooting. Okay. But based on different powder speeds, different bullet weights, wow. different lengths of the cartridge right. will feed in the gun differently. So all these things maybe the average person can't feel mm. when they shoot, but right. I feel everything. Right. Um, you know, just like Jeff Gordon, when he drives a car, he goes, okay, the suspension's loose on this side and this wheel is flat and, you know, same thing. I feel all those little things. So the ability to tune all of those
0: little things and tweak them to my shooting style really helps. Right. And so that's, that's, um, that jumps into something for me. So what, what it takes to, to be that person. And you also mentioned that, um, you can feel everything Mm -hmm. and you compare it to Jeff Gordon. So, you know, what, what sets aside you from your average shooter? Because you're right, I'm not going to be able to fill that. But um, you know, you've done a lot this year, and um, you know, you've you've you have a title. What is your title right now?
1: Um, well, currently, I'm the world champion for IPSC, which is the International Practical Shooting. Hmm. And then I've got last year I won two national titles. One was an IPSC title, and the other was United States Practical Shooting. Um, so I've got three nationals and a world title, multiple state titles for, uh,
0: the defensive pistol shooting. Right. And you would say that, that, so having that level, what really got you into, to shooting? Was it like uh childhood experience as a parent? What was the, uh...
1: It was kind of by mistake actually. Okay. Um, so there was never guns in my house. There's never guns around my family. Okay. Um, I played soccer when I was younger and got into a real bad car accident and couldn't play soccer anymore. Ah. So I was kind of just bumming around, for lack of a better term, because I couldn't do much. And uh, my brother went to a gun show, bought an old Russian rifle, like a bolt gun. Right. And, uh, you know, my family, not being gun people, we were like, what what do you need a gun for? Are you going to go kill someone? You know, just that mindset. (laughs) Right, that was it. And uh, we went out and shot it once, and I was hooked. I loved everything about it. Just the amount of control needed and the excitement from the the blast and um, the amount of discipline you need also because, you know, it's it's like a car. If you don't know what you're doing, you can hurt somebody. Right, right. So... Um, I was just so intrigued by it and at that point I was old enough to buy a handgun, so I went out and bought a handgun and then just kind of snowballed into this.
0: Oh goodness. Yeah. Oh goodness. And and now it's you would say that it's brought you a lot of success. You know, you were able to, to find passion in there. Absolutely. So yeah. that's huge. Now, um you 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 touched something for me and and that was the the, the perception that other people have on the concept. So, um, you know, you naturally you know i mean even my wife's like no guns at home you know and and stuff like that there's there's these viewpoints that that everybody um takes especially with all this stuff going on you know that uh-huh. with with people um misusing you know yeah. um this this um these tools that we have out there or um you know I mean, you can use any word, and even that's a perception. You know, for yeah. me to say weapon, it's already putting it in another category mm-hmm. versus a tool or versus, you know, what right. we're using it for sport.
1: That That's exactly it. My sporting guns are not weapons. Right. Even if my life was, you know, in danger, that's not a gun that I would use to defend my life. I mean, worst-case scenario, yes, but... It can, yeah. Um, That's not what I would use. Right. You know, um... They make guns for defensive purposes, and they make guns for competing, just like NASCAR. You wouldn't drive to work in your NASCAR, or your Formula One <laughs> car might be cool, I, I but. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, same kind of thing. It's, um, I believe, this country is kind of going down the path of guns are evil, and anyone that owns a gun is evil, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I think that's just trying to cover up that. I mean, to put to put it generally, poor parenting, mm-hmm. poor people skills, mm-hmm. not managing um, health issues mm-hmm. or mental health issues as okay. well. So we try to put it on, oh, well, it was the gun. Right. More people die from alcohol poisoning, heart attacks, car, vehicle, right. um, you know, accidents every year than guns. Right. Right. But we're not going to hold, uh, I don't want to say hold doctors accountable, but, you know, we're not going to hold the medical field accountable. We're right. not going to hold um, the vehicle field right. accountable, you know, that kind of stuff. But they'll go and they'll sue Remington or Smith & Wesson. Right. So there's, I don't know, just a different take on
0: it. Right. I could imagine um, what the, the the first questions were. You know, you, you hear about something that goes on and um, there's always that person that's going to say, well, what kind of gun was it? Mm-hmm. How can I squeeze? You know, or how can I turn this into something? Especially in the media field, yeah. you know, they're 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 looking for all the angles there, yes. that, how they can twist it or make it more than what it is. Even though, I mean, it's a huge thing, no matter what the concept is. On the other hand, um, you know, pointing fingers at the tools opposed to, um, you know whatever it is that drove that factor and like you said um it could be parenting or it could be um i mean and it could fall back all the way to a doctor that that didn't see something early on sure. you know and and um or maybe going back to parenting is you know maybe they didn't you know they just let a child or, or let a person you know do something so much and, and gave up on that you know yeah. so um that that falls into to mindset now so um looking at things a certain way, right? Not from only the people, but how have you been able to to tone or tune your mindset a certain way that was able to, to help you become better competitively?
1: That's a great question. I think that's actually the most important question and can be applied to work, can be applied to sports, can be applied to your spouse, your kids. Um, you know, that's something... People are always looking for what's the next best thing I can buy that's going to make me Michael Jordan or that's going to bring my marriage back if we just went on this vacation. And it's not. You have to put the view back on yourself. Um, Something that I really try and remember is I'm not the center of the universe. If I were to disappear tomorrow, sure, it would affect some people Mm -hmm. uh, emotionally, but the world still goes on. People go on without me, you know. Um, so my job I view it is just to try and make a positive impact and leave a small carbon footprint you know um in terms of affecting people negatively right you're not going to get along with everyone, but you kindness doesn't cost
0: anything right so right why not give it up yeah it, exactly yeah, th- that's that's super huge now um in your in your business now, you know we could say that you know your mindset and and your skill set that that you've you've obtained you know these past couple of years have have been great years for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that you were able to find success within uh, a passion of yours, and by doing that, you're um, now setting yourself up to to affect people's lives now, and I say it that way because. Um, you're teaching them right so you're coaching people who are coming to you within your business so talk to me a little bit about um, about your business and how you're able to affect a person's life based off of off of the stuff that you know So the business is shooting
1: for glory so it's primarily competition coaching and firearms training. Right. Um, I've done things a little differently than a lot of other top shooters and it's seen me faster growth and success I believe because mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that have been shooting 15 30 years and you know there's a lot of experience there I've been shooting six I think this is my seventh year Wow! so for me to gain what I have the Lord has obviously blessed me right but I've had to put a lot of mental work into certain aspects also to make sure I'm doing my part for when he does his part mm-hmm. um so a lot of that, um, to kind of go back a little bit, can be applied to work and family and all that. Right. Um, mental management programs. Right. Uh, and the students I teach, I try and impart that. Right. So I'm very calculating when I do things. Right. And you have to be in the competition world. Right. Um, so in IDPA, which I shot this morning, got it. Um, If you have errant shots that aren't in the dead center of the target, you start losing Mm. points per second. Mm. So um, if you're dead center, there's zero seconds added to your time. If you start shooting out, you add two, you add three. And um, you have to calculate. So one thing that I teach is calculating what is actually worth shooting versus waiting. Right. If it takes you half a second to aim longer and you save that one second down, you're ahead half a second. If you save a three down, you're down, or you're ahead two and a half seconds now. Mm. And it only cost you half a second. Right. So it's worth it to be very calculating and, you know, kind of look, take a step back and look at everything, not only in the sporting, but in your life. Right. You know, what's going to happen if I... I'm in an argument with my wife and I say that comment that I want to say, not what's going to happen right now and what's Mm. going to make me feel good now. And what's going to happen two days from now, you know, what if she gets in the car and then drives angrily and has a car accident, you know, how's that going to affect you? Right. Right. So if you calculate those thoughts out, just like I do in competing, you'll make very few enemies because you won't say or do stupid Mm -hmm. things. Um, You know, and you'll have a lot of friends, and a lot of people will come to you for advice because you'll be very calculated about how you approach their issues. You're not just going to say, Oh, that was stupid. Why'd you do that? Right. It'll be, Okay, well, let's look for a solution to this, and then you'll both gain something out of it. Right. Um, So, managing your mind, managing your thoughts, um, thinking positively Mm -hmm. is a huge one. And that's something that not a lot of people do enough of. And I think part of that may be that we're raised media-wise or through our parents negatively or, you know, subconsciously we're being told things in a negative light. Mm. Don't spill the milk. Don't Mm. slam the door. Mm. Um, You know, if you said these things positively, don't miss turns into take your time and get a hit. Mm. Or, you know, don't go strike out. You know, becomes keep your eye on the ball and make a good catch or make a good hit. Mm. And it's not about what you say. It's about what the person you're talking to, how they take it. Mm. So, you know, for some students, I say, you know, hold the gun firmly, hold the gun still, press the trigger nice and smooth, hold the gun still. So these are, that's the kind of way that I describe it, because in my mind, if the gun is still... The shot's gonna go where you want it. Right. Other people may think, "Okay, don't move the gun. Don't move the gun." If I were to say that to someone, sometimes they hear "move," right? You know, just like "don't spill the milk." Don't right. think about a pink elephant. Mm-hmm. That's what you're thinking about. So. Right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bam, like that. So if I say "don't jerk the shot," you know, the last thing you heard me say is "jerk the shot." Right. So you approach things. And you'll notice in your life when you start speaking negatively Mm. or putting a negative tone on things, once you evaluate your speaking and really take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to work to push everything positively. Mm. And it makes a huge difference in your life, how you view life, how happy you are, just day-to-day changes. Um, So that's probably one of the biggest things. and. Talking positively, this kind of segues into the next step. Right. Will attach to your self-image. Right. You know, your self-worth. What are you worth? Oh. Which is huge because I think a lot of people do not have a strong self-image. And I had to work very hard on my self-image also. Um, So I used to practice an insane amount. I mean, way more than was needed. Right, right. But it was because... I thought Lanny Bassham, who's a or Basham, who's a uh, Olympic rifle shooter, gold medal shooter from back in the '70s, um, has a book called "With Winning in Mind," okay. and I've read that and I've kind of adapted things and tweaked things a little to how I like to use them for my sport because it, rifle shooting and pistol shooting does not translate straight across. Right, right. Um, but he has something called the conscious state which is, these are all states of mind conscious yeah. state, which is what you're thinking about right now okay. your subconscious, which is subconscious skill mm-hmm. and then um, your self image how you view yourself so to kind of go on a tangent here this okay. will, will better help uh, think about when you first started driving right. got in a car, you thought about everything okay, put the key in okay, put my foot on the brake grab the shifter, oh wait, I need to strap in strap in Turn the car on. Now we shift the car. Everything is conscious thought. You're thinking about every step. Right. Now you hop in the car and you blink your eyes and you're on the freeway. Right. So it's subconscious. Your body's built it in. Now your self-image is how you view yourself. And you can have different self-images for different uh, tasks you're doing. So for me, um, I'll take what was my self-image and what I replaced my self-image. So, for me, my self-image was to practice a lot, because I did practice a lot, so it was like me to practice a lot. Mm. I always shot really well in practice, but I didn't do well in matches. Mm. And I had an extremely high skill level, like I said, and I had to adjust my self-image to that of a winner. Mm. So... Your self-image is what makes you, you. Is it like you to drive fast? Is it like you to sneak that ice cream in the middle of the night? Is it like you to go on runs in the early morning? You know, these are all things that we can change about ourselves if we don't like them. So I had to change my, another tangent, I had to change my eating to uh, facilitate better physical state for competition. So I used to go out and eat a lot of cheeseburgers. Constant. I love them. My wallet's a cheeseburger. And uh, I had to change that from it's like me to eat healthy. It was tough at first because your self image is what makes you you and it doesn't want to change. But through conscious, focused effort, you can change that self image to something good or to something bad. Um, you know, it's basically redeveloping what your habits are. Is it like you to sleep in? Is it like you to get up early? You can change those habits mentally without having to work at getting up early. Um, so I had to view uh, view myself from a coach's eye and say, "What do I need to improve on? What's keeping me from winning?" Right. And I changed my self-image to that of a winner. Right. So. And you can apply these to anything to relationships, to driving, to your health, um, to your business. It's like me to close more sales. I always close sales. I'm the biggest grossing realtor in, you know, the Southwest. And you make these small goals and then you visualize, uh, which we can talk about in a minute and, uh, basically proclaim them. So, that changes who you are into that person. Mm. I had other top shooters who are very experienced, who've won world championships, tell me, oh, you have to shoot a couple world championships before you win one. You'll never go there and just win. Mm. And I didn't believe that. But there's a lot of people out there that will take the words of an experienced person and make that part of their self-image. You know, I've heard stories of people saying or overhearing someone saying, man, I don't run as fast in the cold or yeah. I don't shoot as well in the cold or you have to eat chili with cheese. You can't eat chili plain. Right. you know. Right. And they adopt this as a truth and that becomes part of their self-image regarding that. Mm. So for me, this was my first world championship and I won it because I had the self-image of I'm a winner. Yeah. It's like me to win the world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, my body would not accept it. I had a lot of issues, uh, along the way, multiple types, and your mind will kick into overdrive and will do everything it can to maintain your self image. So like we can take a math test, for example, let's say it's like you to score 80% on your math test. Mm -hmm. You always score 80% on -hmm. your math tests. Let's say you're chugging along Mm -hmm. and You come across some hard problems you don't know. You probably got them wrong. You you know you got them wrong Mm -hmm. because you have no idea. Your mind will kick into overdrive to make sure you pick up whatever that information is for the rest of that test. Mm. So you maintain your 80% because Mm. it's like you to score at 80%. Likewise, if you're doing really well and cruising through it, your mind will kick in and make sure you don't score above 80%. Mm. It'll hold you back. And then you'll go and you'll make stupid mistakes or you'll stop paying attention because it's like you to score 80%. So I changed my self-image through um, writing down positive affirmations. Uh, It's like me to win the world championship. I always win the world championship. I'm the 2017 world champion. Mm. You know, I wrote these down every day. I said them out loud. I read them. Uh, I prayed about them. And... I won the world championship. I did this with every match last year, and I won every match. So there's a lot of power to that. And you can, for competing, you can even apply this to other people. If you're afraid, oh, Joe's Joe's on the other team. Joe's a great point guard. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to score. Well, it's like you to beat Joe. Mm -hmm. I always beat Joe. Mm -hmm. And... Then when you see this person, you're not afraid of them anymore. You can play or compete or sell to your absolute potential that's inside. You're not held back by self-created stress, mm. um, you know, to keep you from performing to the level someone else is. Right. So that person is them. They're not you. They can't do what you do. Right. You can't do what they do. And honestly, I don't want to do what other people other people do. I want to be me. Um, so yeah, just focus on your, yourself and,
0: um, stuff like that. That's super huge. Now you talked about affirmations Mm -hmm. right now. So on on how you, you've put yourself in the mindset that you've already accomplished that goal. Absolutely. You are the 2017 champion. Yes. You know, and it's like you, you know, using, you know, that, that verbiage to make you better, you mm-hmm. know, on a daily basis. Now, um, is that the same as visualizations? Um,
1: they kind of they can go hand in hand. Okay. So you can say something and believe it, and visualizing will help uh, increase the potency of that. Mm-hmm. So when I was visualizing uh, for this match, for instance, mm-hmm. for the world championship, uh, this had been a goal of mine to win because it's every three years. Right. So it had been a goal of mine that I'm going to make the U.S. national team. Right. Um, I'm going to qualify in first place, and I'm going to win the world championship. Now, those were certain steps that I had to take to get to the world championship right. spot. So I set goals for each one of those. And so... Like, I'm going to win 2017 Nationals, let's say, because then that would guarantee me a a spot based on how the scoring works. So I started writing that down. I would visualize myself on the podium lifting the trophy. Hmm. I visualized that feeling of winning. I visualized me when I was practicing. So we do something called dry fire, which is unloaded guns. Okay. Um, No ammo around. And you just practice the movements that you're going to do. Okay. Um, Drawing the gun or reloading and sighting. Right. So you usually do this at your house, garage, you know, whatever. Right. And I would imagine my competitor standing behind me to kind of build internal pressure. Mm. And I would say, if you do this rep perfectly, you won the world championship. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, somebody else won. Yeah, so you're putting internal pressure on yourself, even though you're in your garage. And then I would revert back to that visualization. It's like me to win the world championship. Mm. It's like me to shoot clean. I always perform at 100%. I always perform my best under stress or under pressure. Right. And then whatever the rep was, I would just execute it. I wouldn't try and do anything fancy. And I built in a habit of when I was under stress or pressure. Right to perform perfectly and I built that and now when I go to matches and I feel a little pressure or stress if I show up late you know it adds a little adversity and I feel stress and then I shoot better I shoot cleaner, I shoot faster so um, you know I built this visualization and affirmation technique and applied it directly to matches so Basically, with the affirmations, their goal is to change your self-image to something better, something you want to be. Mm. It's like me to weigh 150 pounds. Mm. Then you visualize what it will feel like to weigh 150 pounds. What will you look like at 150 pounds? Feel that happiness inside that, hey, I reached my goal. This is what I'm going to be like. It's like me to be like this. Mm. Because if it's like you to be 150 pounds, and then we can break that down and say, what do I need to do? That's our, that's our goal. Mm-hmm. And you can apply this to any goal setting. Okay, so I need to eat better. I need to exercise. Okay. I need to drink more water, right. let's say. Obvi- obviously, consult your physician. Mm-hmm. There's our <laughs> disclaimer. But you can apply these things. If it's like you to be 150 pounds, you have to drink more water. So right. it's like me to drink more water. Right. And you approach it like that. It's like me to eat healthier. Mm. It's not like me. To eat cheeseburgers. Mm. So when you go to a restaurant and your friend's like, hey, it's all you can eat barbecue. Come on. And you go there, you'll wind up there and say, it's not like me to eat barbecue. Mm. It's like me to eat a salad. Mm. And you'll eat a salad and you'll maintain that goal. Wow. Because you, you've you internalized that it's like you to be this way. You know, just like,
0: uh, are you a cat or a dog person? Mm, I got two cats and two dogs, so I fall in a weird gap there. Okay. Uh, I'll apply this one then. Do you
1: have a bird? I don't. Okay. Is it like you to own a bird then? It's not like me. Okay. But it's like you to own cats and dogs. Right. So if you went to a pet store, you would not buy a bird because it's not like you to buy a bird. Right. Same thing with eating. That easy. Yeah. Or with competing and winning with selling. Mm. It's like me to close sales. Right. It's like me to drive safely. Mm. You know, if you get in a lot of car wrecks, maybe you need to take a step back and look at your driving, Mm. you know, are you not paying attention while you're driving? It's like me to pay attention when I drive. It's not like me to use my cell phone when I drive, Mm. you know, because that's an added risk to you and someone else. So the positive affirmations and the visualization kind of go hand in hand. If you do it correctly, that's how you get the most out of it.
0: Oh, that is super heavy. And I feel it. I, I can relate to that right away. I remember, um, you know, I, I'll, sometimes I'll go for cardio when I'm at the gym and I'll play basketball, you know, and, and I'll do that and I'll, I'll uh, sit behind a three-point line and, and there's times where I'll get really on and I'll make every shot, right? So I'm building up to this and this is without me doing any work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know maybe it's just repetition or maybe my mindset does trigger on but me not paying attention yet. Um, on the other hand, I get used to uh, making those shots um, while I'm practicing all alone, nobody around. And um, the moment I, I step into a one-on-one game, um, same spot, you know, and I'm all alone. The guys, maybe 10 seconds away from me, he's not gonna come. But the moment he starts running at me, um, you know, I missed that shot. And it's like I, I never missed that shot. Exactly. I just missed that shot, you know. And and seeing the way that you were able to put some of that pressure on yourself when nobody's around, when the time came that you did have actual pressure of showing up late and you know other things that are going on you still perform at your best because you've already practiced how you you practice how you play so you know you you've now put yourself in a mindset that this is just a normal day for me i'm used to this kind of pressure Mm -hmm. that's huge exactly
1: yeah i mean i had uh i've had matches where i've had gun issues ammo issues uh me issues and I still come back and win. And Mm. people say, man, how did you do that? How did you stay so calm during all that? One is I'm constantly praying. So I'm giving my burden to God. Let him deal with it. And I know he'll find a pathway for me. Um, But the other one is exactly what you just said, is I've practiced all these things before. I've thought about how I'm going to react if my gun breaks. Mm. I've thought about how I'm going to react and the emotions that are going to be inside me if my ammo doesn't work. Or if I can't find magazines. You know, if, uh, something on my belt breaks, what's going to happen if, if a range officer scores me wrong, mm-hmm. what are the emotions that I'm going to feel inside? How am I going to deal with those?
0: And then how do I move on with the situation? Right. And that's so huge. Like you can imagine how a person lives their entire life. Like, look at how, um, maybe how good a tiger woods is or was, or however mm-hmm. you want to put it. Um, but you know, he does something, you know, Repetitively, over and over and over, and it does so well at it. Um, on the other hand, you'll see him miss a shot occasionally and, and throw a club or, mm-hmm. you know, act a certain way. So, um, it, it we I honestly don't know what goes on in his mind or if he does anything. On the other hand, um, you could imagine when you're off and you don't do that, um, how it can affect you, you know, especially for that person who's on TV. True. And, um, you know, he even to whatever he did to the ball and not make it or miss it or, or, or hit it a certain way, um, to, to get that reaction out of it. And just like you mm-hmm. said, you already know how you're going to react when something happens, you yes. know, when it's, it's like you to react that way when something happens and it's not, um, you know, turn around and throw your gun off in the field. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> you know, that's something obviously built up in you wanting to win. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're prepared mentally, um, for all aspects to happen yeah. on a playing field.
1: And I think you touched on a, on a good point there with uh, the Tiger reference where you see people um, release anger or something like that built up. So, let's say for golfing, they right. beat their clubs into the ground or right. something. Right. You're giving that shot that you missed more power and precedence over all the other shots you just made mm. because you gave it a reaction mm. when you probably didn't give your other shots a reaction. Mm-mm. So, your mind subconsciously registers all this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm getting more of an emotional state out of when this happens. So it will program to get more of those. Mm -hmm. Just like, um, you know, if we are shooting at a bullseye, let's say it's 10, 10 points, 9, 8 ring, you know, just to be very simple. I've had somebody come up to me and say, oh man, I'm shooting a lot of Uh 6s like, I, need, I really need to think about what I'm doing with those sixes. Right. And I tell them, well, why don't you think about what you're doing with the tens? Right. Be a master of getting tens. Don't become a perfectionist in how to get a six right. because we want those to go away. Right. So invest your time in how you succeed mm-hmm. and you'll be a professional at success. Right. Um, and then give yourself a positive reinforcement, right. don't negatively reinforce when you have that, right. because it's not like me to shoot a six, right. it's like me to shoot tens, right. and if your self-image is that of shooting tens, or like Tiger, you always make every hit, hmm. if you miss one, that's not like you, that right. was the wind forced that miss, or an right. alien came down and moved the ball, right. you know, that wasn't me, I'm perfect, right. so you have to have um, a certain amount of that in your self-image also, Right. And it'll protect you. You right. know, you'll never go through these giant peaks and valleys. You'll right. always be just even keel trucking along. Right. And that's kind of my my logo that I tell myself and my friends, you know, just keep trucking. Just keep chugging along. Right. If you have ups, you have downs, it doesn't matter. You just keep going. You
0: just You're like that train in the night. You just keep going. Right. That's super huge for me because I'll find myself going through rhythms or, you know, certain times where I'm on a lot more and then there's times where I'm off, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, how do you um, stay in tuned with that so often? You know, if, do you do things, you know, you know, maybe every morning, every night, you know, is there a pattern that you um, do to make sure that, that you're reminded of the, those, those types of things? No.
1: Okay. So, if you looked at my training for the last year where I was very successful okay. it was extremely sporadic it was not focused mm-hmm. well I shouldn't say it wasn't focused because um, the things that I worked on I didn't have a lot of time to focus on any particular point that's why I say it wasn't f- very focused yeah. You know, it was more broad because I had a lot to do but even in it being broad I was extremely focused on each point for the amount of time I had. Mm-hmm. So let's say I have 10 things I need to do and I have an hour to do it. Okay. So if we break those down into minutes, we have six minutes for each thing. Right. Only think about that thing for right. those six minutes. Right. If you're going to be somewhere, be all there. Right. If you're going to be at school, be all at school. Don't be right. thinking about the party tonight. Right. If you're going to be at the party, be all at the party. You don't need to be thinking about school. Um, so in doing this, you're, allow, you're allowing yourself to get way more Into it and way more out of it in less amount of time because there's no distraction. There's no focus wandering. You know, you're completely concentrated on one point. You get that point out of the way, you go on to the next point. Mm. And that's how I viewed my training last year. And if you work on doing something perfectly, you'll become a perfectionist at that point. Right. You know, it's not uh, practice makes perfect. It's practice makes permanent. If you do something a lot wrong, you'll be perfect at doing it wrong. Right. So even if it's slower, even if it takes more time, even if you have to ignore other things, you know, make sure you're doing something perfect and be patient for that. Um, But kind of to touch on your question also of, like, I do kind of have a repetition in a sense of positive affirmations and visualization. Got it, got it. That is something that I, I will not miss. Okay. If I miss practice, you can visualize practice and your mind doesn't know the difference between something that you vividly see. Mm. So imagine you're out right now. Okay. You're on a boat. Mm. You feel the water move in the boat slightly. Okay. You smell uh, fresh grass okay. that was just cut. Right, You feel a little wind coming on the left side of your face, the warm sun off your right side of the face. Yeah. You feel like you're there, don't you? Right. Your brain can't tell the difference if you're there or not, yeah. especially if you see it and feel it in your body. So like when I'm on the plane traveling somewhere, and you know now I have three days where I can't practice or can't train, I'll visualize like that myself shooting. Mm. I'll visualize what my body feels, what my brain feels what my mouth feels you know oh it's dry in the air the taste of the gunpowder and smoke in the air you visualize all these things your brain doesn't know that you're not at the range right so basically i'm constantly at the range even when i'm not um with the positive affirmations built in with that my self-image is always getting work right my subconscious mind is always being worked right um because the subconscious skill is built into my visualization Right. because I'm seeing myself do things perfectly right. and I'm consciously focused on visualizing so remember the three points that I brought up right. subconscious, conscious and self-image right. when all those three work in unison Lanny calls that the triad state and that's mm-hmm. where you perform at your best Right. so I've found a way to kind of stay in that triad state all the time um and you know you grow when you practice more or when you visualize more. Right. One of the circles, but the key is to keep them all in balance. Right. You don't want to be the guy that says, "Oh, I'm super awesome. I never have to practice." He's got an overinflated self-image. Right. And his focus is not there or his skill level isn't there. At the same time, you don't want to be the guy that, you know, shoots three-pointers. Right. And In a game, you throw up a miss, and you say, i got to practice three-pointers more. And you go and hit three-pointers hard. In the next game, you have a miss again. You go and hit them hard. Mm -hmm. You're building your subconscious skill to hit three-pointers, which is good. Mm -hmm. But you're not addressing the actual issue, which is your self-image of you making a three-pointer under pressure. Mm -hmm. So you have to grow your self-image in that aspect from like what I said with the visualization. Visualizing that guy coming at you. Visualize you feel that pressure. Then visualize you making that shot anyway. Right. Because you always make your three-pointers. It's like you to make three-pointers. Every shot you always make it. Right. And you start doing that and you visualize that and pretty soon when that guy's running at you in the game boom swish. Right. You know you're just going to hit him. Right. And that's how you build your your subconscious conscious and self-image to that of a winner right it takes some some mental work but it's way cheaper right <laughs> it takes way less time you can work out issues right. so if there's an issue with your uh, grip or how you dribble the ball right you can visualize yourself dribbling perfectly and next time you dribble that's how you're going to do it right
0: setting yourself up for that exactly wow that's huge there's so much behind that that mm-hmm. that to the the naked eye or the normal you know that you people live their lives without you know focusing on on the issue just like you said
1: yes and a lot of people you know that's we call it the fault of society we'll uh-huh. blame somebody because uh-huh. we're perfect we can't blame us right. but that's the issue right if we think we're perfect then we can accept no blame and you know the fact that i have a lead foot causing me to continue getting a car accident mm. it's not my fault that was the cop's fault that he pulled me over. That was granny's fault that she pulled out of the driveway. Mm. You know, so you you do have to step back and look at yourself. And the people that are successful do that every day. Mm. If you want to be successful, you have to critique yourself. Right. You have to, even if it's tough, because sometimes it's going to be tough. Sometimes it's going to hurt. But, you know, it's better to hurt your emotions now and be successful for the next 40, 50 years of your life. Right. You know, cause the emotional strain is going to be short. Right. Versus
0: that's a, everything I've done. Right. That's a deep price to pay, um, for, you know, work that you can put in right now for free, right? For absolutely free. Yep. And, um, you know, what is, what is the price on that? The next 20, 30 years of your life. Exactly.
1: Um, and exactly what you just pointed out. If I wouldn't have put that time in, Uh, We talked earlier Me winning the world championship Opened up so much for me Uh So much for my business So much for my family Um, You know I have more time now To spend with my family And spend with the people that I care about I don't have to be out in the garage For 16 hours a day practicing Mm. Or going from Practice Driving immediately to work Coming home not eating dinner Going immediately to practice again Or going to school Mm. You know I have free time now where it's like, cool, if I want to hang out with my daughter, I can hang out with my daughter. We can just lay around all day and, you know, there's not many people that have that freedom and that happiness. Right. But, you know, the couple years of real mental work I put in has set me up for the rest of my life. Mm. And that's totally worth it.
0: Right. So, like, don't be afraid. (laughs) you know to put in a little little grind. Right. A lot of people don't want to pull peel back on that onion, you know, yeah. because there's there could be a lot buried there that they shut the door on it and and they don't want to open it up, but then yeah. you find yourself in those times, you know, when something happens to me and and I'm so quick to blame my childhood or parents or because of you and because of, you know, her, whatever the case was, Mm -hmm. it's everybody else's fault. In essence, um, you know, there's a lot more on the mindset that I have that, um, and and there comes a a lot with that and and, um, being able to focus that energy on yourself, like you said, you know, it's something that costs only, only time and effort. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and why is it that people pay so much money for things when, you know, this is the, the freest thing. And, and, um, at the same time, um, you know, their excuse out of certain things is, is money, you know, and it's like, well, you can address this issue and you can do the work, yeah, you know, and it's, it's not going to cost you those, exactly. those thousands of dollars or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: People try and buy their way up to the next level. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, every sport, if I just had better shoes, if I just had a better gun, if uh, my bow was just this next one, a little more high quality, or had better sights on it, well, I'm sure you've heard the term, it's the Indian, not the arrow. Right. Same kind of thing. My first national I won was with a $500 used gun, you know, and the guy I was competing against is a seasoned veteran, and he was shooting a $4,000 gun, Hmm. so... That's like you taking a Ford Mustang and, you know, beating Jeff Gordon. Right. So it's, the the power is in there. It's how you choose to use
0: it. And that's based on you, not the tool. Right. Right. And I think that that's heavy, especially um, just a perspective on... on when people are comparing themselves or comparing, you know, what you got versus what I got, well, it's because your, your gun is better than mine. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you're a better shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the only thing. It's the only problem here. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you could see how a person can live their entire life with that mentality. It's
1: very easy to. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially look at kind of this generation we have going on now where people aren't taking responsibility for their own actions. They feel entitled to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I was kind of brought up that uh, you have to earn everything, Mm. and if you don't have something, that's because you didn't earn it. That's not to say that some people aren't uh, a little more blessed or fortunate. I mean, that's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean you can't have it. Think of all these success stories of people becoming millionaires and billionaires. They came from the slums or, you know, the streets. Well, they didn't have a silver spoon in their mouth when they were born. How did they get there? They put in the work, they put in the mental work, they refuse to lose,
0: and they just ground it out. Mm. That's huge. What are you, So now that you have gained the success level that you have, right, um, based off of you focusing and you putting the time and the effort into yourself... To, to get to where you're at now. And, and that truly touches on earning it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anybody's earned it more, it, it's you because you've invested the time and the energy Thanks. on becoming the person that, that you are today. Now, um, what are your goals with, with your business now? Shooting for glory. Um, you get the opportunity to, to help teach and coach people um, for a living now. So, you know, even if you had to, to really fine, fine-tune what it is that you wanted to do, with them, is it is it just um, you know strictly? Do you have um, financial goals that you want to hit, or is it um, you know for me? You know, I my my vision is that I believe that I can influence people to be the best versions of themselves while here on Earth. So um, you know, touching people or being able to to impact their lives in a positive way is is huge to me. So, um, what are some of the goals, or you know, part of your vision with your business?
1: That's great. I mean, I really i have a lot of respect for that and i I love that that um you have that drive to help make other people better that's really something special and um i kind of view it the same way where you know you have to pay the bills and living has a cost right but if i could teach for free i would right um so for me i don't really have a financial goal as long as i can sustain my life right um you know, if I want to... I, I don't really like vacations. I don't right. go anywhere. <laughs> but if I wanted to take a week off work, you know, I wouldn't be living out of a cardboard box kind right. of thing. Um, but my real goal is that light bulb moment, mm. to see that in every student. Mm. And, you know, I have stuff... or uh, Excuse me, people from very beginners to experts to previous national champions, previous world champions, Mm -hmm. people that are, uh, FBI, Delta force, all these guys I've trained and I have to kind of tweak my output a little for each one. It's the same content, but I'm just changing the delivery. So I feel like I can better serve it to them. Right. Um, you like your chicken hot. I like it cold. It's chicken both ways. Right. But you know, how are we going to eat it? Right. So My goal is to be able to deliver it to everyone. Right. Um, I'd like everyone to have an opportunity to learn with me and for me to help them also. Because um, I kind of view it like I have all this experience and this knowledge. Why not share it? Right. You know, if someone's not doing as well as they want, you know, why shouldn't they be allowed to have it, you know, so I want to be able to help as many people as, as I can, because this isn't just about shooting, Mm. you know, the shooting could go away, right, but it's the concept and how you apply it, so I applied it to shooting because I wanted to shoot and I wanted to win, I'm Mm. very competitive and I enjoy winning, right, uh, I shouldn't say I enjoy winning, (laughs) I, I do not enjoy losing, right, so... I visualize that I win so much, so this is a funny story. So at the World Championship, all my friends were freaking out, and they were happy that I won. And even now, a lot of people ask me, how does it feel to be a world champion? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give them like a slap in the face kind of answer, but to me, nothing has changed. I'm still the same person. I don't feel special. I feel extremely blessed and fortunate, but... I visualized winning the World Championship so many times, thousands of times, hundreds of thousands of times, that I won the World Championship before I went there. Wow. I had no choice but to win the World Championship, and everything inside me made that happen. So when I did win, it was normal for me, because it's like me to win World Championships. Mm. So it it (laughs) didn't feel like anything special. Right. Um, you know, if I lose a match, then that's not like me. Right. So then I have to look for what happened. Right. And I'm, I'm, my focus turns up. Okay, hmm. what happened? How can I prevent this again?
0: Right.
1: Um, so, yeah, my goal is uh, to be able to help people and get them to that aspect right. where, hey, it's like me to eat well. It's like me to be healthy. It's like me to love my family and give them time because that concept will elevate your entire life regardless of the shooting
0: wow. that's huge I mean it, it's powerful because it's it's such a, a deep concept that it just through you and how you've applied it to shooting um, that you could potentially apply that to anything and, and probably win at, at a world level with that you know, when
1: I did, (laughs) it's not probably I did.
0: (laughs) Wow. So the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. So, um, shooting for glory, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, it's your business and, um, you know, you came up with the name for glory. So, um, talk to me a little bit about what were, were you visualizing when you were thinking of, of your concept for, for the branding or for, Um, your business um, and and how are you going to use that
1: well the name is kind of kind of like a double edged sword and I set it up like that on purpose so I really like puns Uh I'm a punny person Uh I I love them any opportunity I can I I put them in so this kind of has a play on words in multiple aspects where you're shooting for glory the word shooting is literally shooting right because of the, the sport I'm in, or shooting as in striving for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because everyone's striving for success, mm-hmm. glory in terms of recognition or success, like I just said, mm-hmm. or for me is more the glory of the Lord to give him praise and thanks for what he's delivered me. Right. Um, you know, giving me these titles and delivering me from insane attacks at every every title. Right. Um, you know, I could go on with stories for days of things that happened to me when I was in France at the World Championship, Goodness. or things that happened in Utah when I won my Nationals, or in mm. Florida when I won Nationals. Um, you know, there's tons of things that attacked me and tried to get me, but there always was a light at the end of the tunnel, or right. something would happen. Some people would say by coincidence. Right. Um, I don't believe in coincidence, especially when international coincidences (laughs) so um yeah it's it's giving the lord the lord glory and the praise back to him um giving him uh what he deserves because he gave me this right so to recap all that we have shooting for glory as in I'm shooting for the lord right to to put his name out there and give him thanks for what he's done for me wow People shooting for their own success or striving for success—it doesn't have to be in the shooting sports. Because right. what I teach can, like we just heard, can right. be applied to anything. Right. So, I, I try to give it, give I, it that.
0: That's huge that that you're able to to take that and, and make so much more out of it. Because ultimately, that's what it is. It's not just um, you know focusing on your shot or focusing on on getting better that way. It's it to me. It feels like a life. You know, and and getting better in every aspect of your life, you know, because some of those those points are are so critical and and it could be, you know, all the way down to the steps that they're taking or, you know, why you're not moving fast enough here and so much is going on in the mind. That, you know, you could be putting yourself in this mentality that, you know, you're not fast enough when you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that on a regular basis and, you know, there's a lot of techniques behind there now. They also say that, that you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take right so shooting for glory and you know taking those shots yes. you know in life you know it gets super deep when you look at it exactly and, it, and, and that's why I love it so much I think that that's huge and, it, and it's, it's going to go a long way Thank you. Um, because of, of you behind it right and, it, and it's not just, you could have picked any, any, uh, any name and brand it in any way, and make it look super cool, or whatever the case is. But it's it's the player, and it's like you said, it's not the bow or the arrow, it's the Indian rider. Right? Or, or I probably said that. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But you know, there's a there's a lot to be said there. You know, based off of um, who's driving or who's shooting. You know, and that's the case because all the tools are out in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's how we're going to use them. You know, that's that's going to make us better than the rest, or going to make us the best version of us you know and, and that's the thing right. is
1: you're striving for how far do you want to go your own perfection mm-hmm. um, I'm me you're you and especially in sports you could say like oh so and so is taller than me so mm-hmm. they have an advantage well if you're shorter that means you're faster right so everyone has their own advantage is right. just how you look at it right and not focusing on other people, putting the focus on you, you know, that goes back to the things we were talking about earlier, don't blame it on you, or society, or your mom, you know, right. or, excuse me, <laughs> do blame it on you, don't blame it on mom or society, Right. you, you have to take credit for whatever you have, your right. successes and your failures, right. but I'm not saying reinforce your failures, right. you reinforce successes and then you tweak and build off those failures to make them a bigger success. You know, just because the foundation is breaking doesn't mean you can't build a house there one day. You just right. have to kind of scrutinize what the ground is, and okay, there's a branch here. Yeah. We just have to remove this branch, and now we can redo the foundation again. Right. We'll have a strong house.
0: Right. That's that's super. huge. just so much to that. When when you're just taking uh, ownership yes. in certain things, and it's even like uh, you know, if your roof falls apart, you know, there's ownership in that because. Mm-hmm you know you have the the time and availability that you could have painted the roof or you know put the extra coats on it you yes. know and there's ownership and in, in everything and in every aspect that that you're doing you know and it and it's crazy just like you said with the with the uh the nascar stuff and you know while you're driving out there and and um you know you're basically you know it's it's you you trust yourself to a certain extent right but at the same time it's everybody else around you yes you know so there's there's a lot in that on the other hand um, when you trust into yourself or, you know, that you know that you're a good driver, or it's like you to be a good driver, you know, then, um, you know, it's like you to look in your rear view mirror. It's like you to, to check all your mirrors and pay attention to who's around you. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of times a person will get into a car accident and, you know, it's that person came out of left field, you know, and, it, and, and all of it's there now in, in the ownership here. But, um, you know, I make choices every time I, I speed past a, a yellow light. You know, and those are seconds that I chose to shoot. And that's what you said something earlier is, you know, you can you can shoot or, or wait. And, and when you do that, you know, the outcome is affected. You know, yeah. so when to take those shots um, and and same concept on, on just driving, you know, that led up to this that led up to that. And then, you know, now I'm here in this spot, mm-hmm. you know, but um, even going back to the to, you know, deeper it, to where the roots at and and focusing your energy on the mindset of that because, you know, if, if I was so in and, um, you know, from the moment I woke up to every step that I took because I got it down and it's like me to, to be in tuned from the moment that I wake up, you know, and, and the moment I walk out the door and the moment I get on the road and, you know, everything that I'm paying attention to now, um, that I can now view things a certain way, all, even, even if it does lead into the accident, you know, the, the perspective um, on on, the outcome of of that person or putting it on them and um, leading into that. So what what, and I go far I go out. So that that was that was basically a a tangent on yeah, no that, but it's it's fine tuning, you know, myself, you know, and I can only speak for myself and and, and say that um, everything that I took ownership on the way outside of the door and it's like me to pay attention, then um, those are the those strong days that I have, right? It's yes. like me to have good days, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and by doing that, you know, I'm living this higher quality of life. Yes. Right. And and, and that's that's ultimately the case. There's people are looking for um, ways to have a, a good life, yeah. right? And, and looking
1: at those things more in a positive light, mm. like you said, uh, you go through the yellow light. Mm. Maybe you break. Maybe you don't. Mm. You don't break and a motorcycle comes through turning left and you hit the motorcyclist. Mm. You ended that person's life, mm. basically, because, not to put blame on whoever, but that's a fact that just happened. Right. Versus if you stop and you think, Man, I could have gone through that light. Mm. Maybe on the next light you will go through, and then that's where you get into the accident. Mm. Versus, I wasn't meant to go through that light, and I take it as God stopped me because maybe there was something up further ahead that he was trying to save me from. Right. Maybe I was speeding, and that red light turned red, and that stopped me from the cop around the corner getting me. Right. Or... You know, any, you can make anything like that, right. but just being in tune and paying attention to what's going on, what you're doing, what you're thinking, right. you'll never get into that accident because you'll see that motorcycle turning. Right. You'll see that person that came out of left field while they're still in left field. Right. You know, it's never, this caught me by surprise or your face is down in your lap or, you know, whatever right. on your phone. It's, you're aware of everything you're doing. It's not like me to look at my phone. Exactly. <laughs> It's like you to focus on the road. Right. So, um, you know, you see things. You see kids playing on the side of the road. You see birds. You see dogs. You see the sunset. You know, there's so many times that people get buried behind, oh, I want to take a picture of my food or take a picture of the sunset. Uh It's like, just be here in the moment. Mm. Take a bite of it. Close your eyes and feel what the cake tastes like. Mm you know, don't just take a picture of it and then you lose it. Right. See the sunset, be there with the sunset. Don't just take a picture of it and then, okay, go on. I continue driving now. Right. But those little things where you're just kind of backing
0: off a step and going, all right. Mm. I think that's the, the, the biggest part of it is backing off because a lot of people, and I'll speak for myself because I don't want to put other people into, into the things that I do. And, um, There's times where I'll run every yellow light and I'll live, you know, I've lived a lot of my life, you know, making those choices to, to be more edgy, you know, and, and and I, it's like me to run a yellow light, you know, and, and it's like me to, to get to where I'm going late because it's like me to, to leave my house late or it's like me to, um, wake up later not wake up at the first alarm you know and and living uh, so many years of my life like that and so therefore it's now programmed in my mind that it's like me to to hit the alarm ten times and and be okay with it and that's the hard part that's exactly it you nailed it right that's
1: exactly (laughs) it and on that I I told you a little earlier I had a competitor this uh, afternoon after the match um you know, she was looking at her scores in reference to another shooter, and she said, Oh, I almost beat her. Like, you know, next time I'll get her, or I'm so close. And uh, so I stopped and I looked at her scores immediately, and she shot very good. There's six stages, mm-hmm. so six kind of obstacle courses. She shot very good on two through six. And on stage one, she had an incredible amount of dropped points. Mm. So she did not shoot as well as she did the rest of the match. And I looked at her and I said, well, you would have beat her if you would have shot stage one better. What happened?
0: Mm.
1: And she said exactly what you just said, where I always screw up the first stage. Mm. I never shoot the first (laughs) stage well. And the first words out of my mouth were, and you never will. (laughs) And then she kind of stopped and was like, wait, what? What did you just say to me? Mm. Because it's okay when you attack yourself, but it's not okay when someone else attacks Mm. you. So she looked at me, and I said, you just said it right there. You never shoot the first stage well, so you never will. Mm. You shoot very accurately. Your skill level is very high, but you have this mental block put up on the first stage, Mm. and that's what's keeping you from winning. Mm. So we went in and we had a conversation before I came over here about her visualizing mm. doing well in the first stage and positive affirmations that she always shoots well mm. the first stage and you know if she does that she's going to crush that person the next time it's not even going to be close because her skill level is that much higher than person number 2 but her mental skill level is so low it's holding her physical skill level back
0: mm.
1: so I mean same thing with you in terms of the three points right. that you were talking about you go out and you hit them all the time right. it's like you shoot three pointers right. but is it like you to make three pointers in a game under pressure mm. and then there's the difference
0: I should answer that right and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this now And it's, it's like me to make three pointers under pressure in a game
1: Because you strive under pressure. You thrive under it. Uh Everything, you remain calm under pressure. And you always think clearly.
0: Okay. So so that biggest takeaways right now from you, um, Alliance is is that you focus on visualizations, Uh affirmations.
1: Yep, positive affirmations. They have to be positive because if you start putting negatives in there... It will tilt what you're trying to do towards the
0: bad side. Okay. So, the keeping your affirmations positive. Yes. So, that's what the real growth is. Yes. Right. And, and
1: visualizing in conge- uh, you know, connection with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's twofold. It's like eating salt and then eating a steak versus when you put them together, you know, the flavor of both of them now come out to an mm. even bigger level.
0: Mm. That's exciting. And then what's the... Uh, the the last one there is one in here it's um it's is it the way you view yourself this i know it's a concept hold on self-image it's, self-image there it is why was that so hard it's like me this is the normal the norm. what i would say it's like me to forget it's like me to forget that part that's why you did mm-hmm. yeah so um that, that that's heavy
1: you know that's that's something i've worked with other people on um you know say oh i always forget people's names uh. well is it because let's break this down is it because your actual physical brain cannot store any more memory or is it because you're not paying attention when they're saying it uh. or is it because you can't hear their name uh. you know what's the actual cause so if you introduced yourself to me and i said oh nice to meet you i heard you say your name but i wasn't listening mm. there's there's the cause of it mm. So if it's like you to listen, it's like you to remember people's names, you know, you'll kind of hit both of those. And then, bam, problem solved. And then now you went from it's like me to forget to it's like me to remember everything. Right. And even the smallest details you'll remember because your self-image views them as important. Your brain, I think we only use like 11% of our brain or something like that. (laughs) Like something insanely small. So... We have enough room in there right. to store everything, right? You know, it's just we choose to kick out what we don't view as important. So if we meet someone new and we don't view them as important yet, mm. we don't remember their name. Hey, two months from now they're my boss and I can't remember what their name is.
0: Mm. You know, that's that's an issue, right? And and think about how much uh, opportunity slips through the cracks because um, you didn't remember that person's name yes. when. How much better the conversation would have went if. I see you two months from now, you know, not talk to you in between and say, hey, Elias, you know, how are you? And, and it's like, oh, man, I have a connection with that person. And right away, we hit off a conversation a lot better. Absolutely. Um, so when something comes up and you're like, hey, there's this opening here, um, you know, and, and you actually thought of me for that. But if mm-hmm. I would start started like, man, what was your name again? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm already losing that or, or putting up a wall. That's a know? great
1: example. Um, so I travel all over the U.S., to shoot every year, I mean, like every month I'm traveling, and I will see people that I've maybe seen at one match, like, three or four years ago, right. and I'll remember them, and I'll remember them from that a specific match, I'll remember what gun they were shooting, you know, if they had issues, and I'll go up to them and I'll say, hey, Ron, how's it going? And they'll look at me like, oh my god, he knows who I am? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a special feeling when right. someone knows who you are. And just because I've achieved certain accomplishments doesn't make me any better or worse of a person. That doesn't mean I'm any more deserving of friendship or love. Everyone deserves that. Like I said earlier, kindness is free. Right. So why not give it out? So, I mean, you come up and you see someone, hey, how are you doing? How's that gun? Did you ever fix it? You know, that makes them feel special. Like, not only, whoa, the world champion, which I've gotten, and, you know, that makes me kind of feel cool. Right. Um but at the same time, I have the view of I'm a normal person like everyone else. Oh. but yeah, it makes them feel good. But if you never remember the name, right, you don't know they exist.
0: Right, and the way they now view you um is different because yes. you know it's and, and if you're going to leave any impact on a person, you know and they say this a lot too and and that's that um, when you die, that or when I die. It's it's not going to be um, what I've done for them. It's going to be the way I made them feel. Yes,
1: because you remember feelings more than actual actions. I mean, if you don't believe me, if you're out there, think about an argument you got into or someone you don't like, uh-huh. and think about what was what were you arguing about ten years ago? Why did my mom and dad split years ago? You know, I bet neither of them will remember. <laughs> or, you know. Me and uh, my sister, let's say, we got into an argument and we're split up for 10 years. Now we haven't talked to each other. What was that argument about? 99% of the time you will not remember unless it's some you know, drastic. But, you know, people freak out over the littlest stuff and then you don't remember. But you remember that feeling mm-hmm. of upsetness
0: or love for oh, someone. I'm mad at that person. Exactly. Why are you mad at that person? I don't know, but I'm mad at that person. So. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I don't like them. Why? They're nice to everyone else.
0: Well, uh, I don't know. Mm. Same thing. Right. And, and and bring that into business perspective, you know, how much more opportunity you leave on the table when, when you hold on to a feeling to a person and know that, you know, you're not going to even talk to that person when that person may have, you know, something that's going to help you Mm -hmm. you know get to where you need to be yes but you're you're making a choice not to talk to them because of a feeling that you're holding on to that you don't even remember
1: yes and then that can kind of segue into another huge topic of pride Mm -hmm. where kind of like what i said before if you disappear off this world you know few small people are going to care but the world will keep turning right Like, you do not affect the solar system, regardless of how much you think you do.
0: So, I mean... Well, hold on. You feel that in the room? Everything's gravitating around me right now.
1: (laughs) You're turning around me right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's funny. That's huge. Well, you know, it's been super amazing to spend time with you. Thank you for having me. And understand um, how it is that you're able to, to put yourself together in a way with your visualizations your affirmations and your self-image because it's like me to remember those three yes it is super huge elias shooting for glory wow tell them do you have a place right now if somebody is looking for um you know coaching um maybe maybe even on on just those things but you know if they want to learn how to how to shoot better get better in those areas um you know how would they contact you
1: uh, I've got a website that's being made currently, okay. got shootingforglory.com. Got it. Um, right now you can contact me on my email Perfect. at com. Perfect. Um, I travel around the country, so you know if you're in the middle of nowhere, I'm sure I can find a way to get out to you, so don't feel <laughs> alone. Um, you can reach me on Facebook, Shooting for Glory, Instagram, um, all that stuff if you ever have issues questions you know reach out to me i'm i'm happy to help whatever i can
0: wow thank you thank you for coming out yeah
1: thank you for having me